You're listening to Wastoids. If you think this universe is bad, you should see some of the others. The words of Philip K. Dick the late author and science fiction prophet. Approached from a certain angle, I find a kind of sideways optimism to that statement. It's not that PKD was an especially cheery writer. In his stories, which have been adapted into films like Minority Report, Blade Runner, Total Recall, and A Scanner Darkly, bleakness is omnipresent, this sense of doom palpable. But in an age when every day feels stranger and more deranged than the last, who has use for flimsy optimism, the kind that folds under pressure? We need the kind of optimism that says, it's bad, but it could be worse. Because if it could be worse, Maybe that means it could even become better. Anything is possible. After all, you could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here on Claire Audience on Wasteoids. I'm your host, Ursa Lowley. We've got a call from Portland, Oregon's own Reptalians tonight. This episode, we're joined by Cole and Bambi Browning, the Reptalians' core duo, who call in via the 1877 Wasteoids hotline to share tales from the road, discuss science fiction and the influence of 90s rock on their new album, Multiverse. But before we dial in with the Reptalians, here's a little music to get us started. The Belbury, Polly, and Space Dog, Quiet Industry. Welcome back, dear listener. engine with algebraic patterns.
just as the jacquard loom weaves flowers and leaves. You're listening to Claire Audience. I'm your host, Ursa Lowley. I've been really digging the sounds of the Reptalians' new album, Multiverse. So it's an honor to welcome our guests to the show, Bambi and Cole. I believe our wires are all connected here on the Wastoids hotline. Bambi, Cole, Thanks for joining us on Claire Audience on Wastoids. Hey, what's up? I enjoyed the more keyboard-driven sounds on your earlier records, but Multiverse features more classic alternative textures. What inspired some of that shift? Um, well, I think it was like we recorded it, like, or we started writing the songs maybe like the like late summer fall of like 2020 is that right mm. i think so and uh <laughs> yeah time is irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> a little bit trippy but 
Um, and I think we were like, we started listening to like a bunch of our favorite bands that we liked when we were like in high school. And it was like a lot of Jane's Addiction and like Hole and like Sneaker Pimps and just like more like 90s like rock stuff. And um, then we were like, we just like sat down one night and started like writing like only on guitars, which is unusual because it's usually like Cole will start with like a chord progression on a guitar and then I'll start like working the synths over it. And instead we were like so like jacked up about like 90s rock that like is just guitars and we both started just writing with guitars only. And then we just like couldn't stop. It was so fun. Your songs are laced with paranormal reflections and oddities. From valis to conspiracy theories to interdimensional wackiness. Where does your interest in the weird originate? Um, X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> I love the X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> I love X-Files growing up. Um, I, I feel like I have a lot to do with that. Um, I've been like obsessed with aliens since I was like a little kid. It was like a whole, like I was obsessed with them, like reading books about them, like watching dumb, like, or awesome, like X-Files, like Unsolved Mysteries, like just all through like growing up and it, that never really went away for me. As I got older, I started reading more like sci-fi books. Like I love Philip K. Dick. It was just, it was so good. He was just like a crazy person, but um, he was like such, as far as like his, the like worlds he created and like the theories that he had for his like his books are just so unique and so good that like I don't know he's like my favorite sci-fi writer I love him have you ever experienced anything unexplainable while on the road I feel like there's one more like paranormal weird story that I like I get sleep paralysis like one time when we were on tour with cults, we were playing Hotel Congress in Tucson, Arizona. And um, they like, you always like stay at the hotel because the venue is like downstairs. Uh, and then the hotel is like above on like the upper floors. And so we we're staying there and I had like a really, like overnight had like a terrible bout of sleep paralysis, like extra bad. Like, I like, there's like this figure that you see when you wake up from sleep paralysis and he was like in every corner of the room, which was like unusual. And normally it's just like one corner, like by the door. So I'm afraid to like get up and like leave the room, but he was like everywhere. And so it like sucked and I was like scared and had a terrible night's sleep. And then the next day I was talking to Madeline, who's like the singer from Cults. And we were like just talking about our day and she's like, hurry. I was like, I'm super tired. Like I have sleep paralysis and I had a really bad night last night. And she was like, holy shit, like me too. Like I have sleep paralysis too. And I had sleep paralysis last night really bad. And she was like, she firmly like believes that you get sleep paralysis when the place you're sleeping in is haunted. And so we like looked up Hotel Congress and I guess it's like a haunted hotel and neither of us knew that but we both like had the same experience overnight that night because we both stayed in the hotel and it was just it was super creepy how about you cole anything come to mind um okay mine 
<laughs> briefly as we were driving to Dallas through West Texas and all of a sudden we were listening to the radio because after a while you get so bored that you just listen to like shitty pop country or whatever on long no drives service. and then so the um, all of a sudden the radio cut off to the emergency broadcasting fuzzy signal thing and it said there's a tornado warning in our area and then like we were like, oh, weird. And we were like trying to look it up, but we couldn't really get service. And then within like minutes, like I never experienced anything like this. All of a sudden, it was just like dark, like really dark, gray, crazy clouds. And then it was just like pouring rain so heavily. In like five minutes, the sky just like went away. And then like every car on the freeway started driving really slow. And finally we pulled up this like tornado maps warning. And we were like, we saw it showed like a red dot of where these tornadoes were. And we're like, oh, it's behind us. Like, this is good. We're like outrunning it. And then the map, sorry, I have like a weird dog here in my mouth. <laughs> the map like re, um, it like readjusted, you know, sometimes when you click your little triangle and they completely flipped and we realized that we were driving directly into it. And it was like, and then we realized also that every single car had gotten off the freeway. And this is still like the heaviest rain you could ever possibly imagine, like standing under a waterfall. And we were like, shit, everyone knows something that we obviously don't. We're literally the only car on the freeway. And we started Googling, what do you do in a tornado? Because we didn't know. <laughs> and at first we thought you get under an overpass or something, but A, there was not even an overpass to get under because it's just flat Texas. And then also the internet said that was a bad thing to do and then what they said was you park and you get out of your car and you lay in a ditch and we were like absolutely not that's the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard I don't know if that's even what you're supposed to do to this day because I was just like that's insane no one's gonna do that so all we did was we just kept driving like maybe like five miles an hour down the road and watching it on this map as we got closer and closer and then in like this kind of anticlimactic ending it just like slowly the rain dissipated slowly like the clouds were behind us and we just kept driving and like all of a sudden it was like we had somehow missed it and it had missed us and we didn't see it but there was that moment where we were like pure panic just on the freeway not knowing what to do we were like talking about like should we like call our parents I and texted stuff. everyone in my oh family. yeah you I did actually you. <laughs> yeah and it was this like really weird, shocking thing, but um, like we'll never know how close. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, Bambi, thanks so much for joining us here on the Wastoids Network. It's been great to have you. Oh yeah. It was great chatting. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Reptalian's Multiverse is now available wherever you stream music, and I highly recommend you get a copy from Captured Tracks. And my my, it seems our time is nearly up. I think I've got time to sneak one more in. Here's Samba Patrol 
That's going to bring us to a close tonight. Do you have something to share with us? A strange story? A favorite 90s rock album? Give us a ring. 1-877-WASTOIDS. I'm Urso Lowley, your host. Claire Audience is produced by Jason P. Woodbury, channeled by Mandy Kimes, and features original music and sounds by Sam Means. For a full list of this evening's musical selections and links, check out Wasteoids.com. We'll be back next week, playing your calls and straining our ears for sounds from far out. Until then, keep listening for the unheard. (laughs) 